guys, I hope you know what I'm missing out on right now. What are you missing out on? Babe? Season 20, Survivor. <laughs> Heroes versus Villains is playing down. Oh, my word. <laughs> Why don't you record while watching? <laughs> no, it's all, it's like, it came out 10 years ago. <laughs> so all the spoilers are out there. It's already been spoiled. Yeah, you can't you can't look up anything with past Survivor. You can't even look up like, did that guy's ACL really tear? Because it'll be like, oh, did you know that uh, this person actually won that season? <laughs> is Survivor on the comeback? I feel like I've heard a lot about it. For Sean, it is. Cold open. Listen, sister, I don't dance, and I can't take time out now to learn. Smoke mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Bye. We're more like treasure protectors. Who's scruffy looking? They're gonna hate us at the beginning, but we'll get get them in the (laughs) air. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept, the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith. Thank you for joining us today for the third edition of our uh, super. selective and new series called The Magnificent May of Marvel Movies, where we uh, dive into a Marvel movie for each week of the month of May. Joining me today for the episode, as per usual, the one and only, the majestic and the glorious Sean Mackey. Sean, what is up? Ooh, wow. That's that's an intro right there. I don't know if, Rudy, you're going to get one Dog, like that. you're majestic and glorious. Dude, look at that beard. I feel like I feel like I live in the Amazon jungle right now. It's been raining for three days straight here, and you're ordering you're ordering so it's, many boxes from Amazon that your house is just full of Amazon boxes. Oh yeah, Panama bat boxes. Sponsor the pod, Jeff Bezos. Um, Cut the check. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good down here. We we've uh, been binge watching Survivor, um, like I've like I've talked about past on the on the pod their survivor grind don't stop season yeah season 20 heroes versus villains check it out <laughs> boston robs that's back. marvel adjacent what an intro what an intro our, our other co-host joining us tonight also as per usual you heard him laughing chuckling the great and powerful rudy rudolph the great and powerful wow that's just a. Uh... Yeah, that's uh, we, that sounds like Joe Rogan, and yeah. uh, I feel like he's gonna come up later in the pod. He might, he just might, just that's might. just called a very subtle uh, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, right? Our favorite, that's right. Our favorite technique. Nobody else is foreshadowing like loose concept is foreshadowing. <laughs> also with us tonight for the first what? time ever, the what? first time ever in loose concept Fourth? history. That's right, we have in the studio. In Pennsylvania with me, the one and only, I'm trying to think of some good adjectives, the mastermind, the genius, the uh, the scratch golfer, Ooh, Levi Smith. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Levi, how's it, how's it going? It's very good. I'm very excited to be the first guest on All time. Loose One. I'm very excited. All time. First guest on Loose Concept. How's it feel? Feels good. Feels really good. Feel honored. Such <laughs> don't honor. don't spend all that money in one place that we're paying you. Okay, make sure you spread yeah. it out. It's a huge let deal. Let that check clear first. <laughs> I'll keep that right in my pocket. Let us yeah, let, let us know when you're gonna cash it because we need to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> need to get some don't stuff spend all that money. Gotta on move the some money around. Move some money around. It's Give all me a couple nice. days. 
We're paying you. We're Venmos. paying you in Venmos, by the way. I, I'll I'll look. See this, when it's pending. <laughs> this new currency. It's not actual currency. We just send you emojis. <laughs> Paid in. I guess it didn't take long to bring that around, but I'm gonna bring in a transition because our boy Levi here. Okay, it's always good to announce your transitions. Our boy Levi <laughs> here. He just bought a brand new grill. Okay, Ooh, he went with the charcoal. True. He went with the the Weber. Team charcoal the all the way. <laughs> It transitions perfectly to my boy Joe Rogan, who loves Traeger grills, who just uh, could buy. Now he could buy like, I don't know, four hundred fifty thousand Traeger grills. So many Traegers. He just inked, he just inked that one hundred million dollar contract, boys. Oh my gosh, dude! For a podcast, he just talks to people. He has his boys come on, chats about. Jamie deep. does everything. Yeah, Jamie <laughs> everybody. That's what I we're just, that's what we're shooting for here with loose concept eventually. Get that one hundred million dollar check from Spotify. Dude, you shoot for the moon, man. But um I always thought uh when, crazy. I, when I heard this deal so came out, money. the first thing I thought of was like I just went to immediately like the decision room where like it's because like initially my first thought is like, oh Joe Rogan inked this great deal, like he's so smart. And then I was like, no. He had like a team of highly paid lawyers putting together this contract, <laughs> making sure. And then they had like a specific guy having to explain it to him. Because, just be like, okay, Joe, you're going to get $100 million, okay? Wow. You the could, Joe interpreter. You're, you're going to be able whisperer. to talk about whatever you want. And he's like, am I going to be able to talk about whatever I want still? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and that's Dang. how it went down. Shots fired at Joe Drive Rogan. Elon on. Joe's catching a stray just, on loose concept. Dang. That's just, that's just the real deal, man. I know it's true. You don't know that. What Joe Rogan needs to do to boost that uh, that income is move to uh, Nevada or uh, Florida. No income tax. Dodge that income tax. Texas, dude, you gotta get out of California. Wait, let's circle back around to the grills because I want to know the thought process. What went into the? <laughs> why did we go? Why did we go charcoal over? Mm. You know, a smoking option like Ooh. Rudy's mentioning Ooh. in the trailer. Uh, you know. I know I'm getting paid for doing this podcast, but it quite wasn't enough to get me to the Traeger level. And so uh, I just had to go with what uh, was the most reliant for its price. It's a Weber. Nice. We all know it's a Weber. Nice. That's it's a classic like. dad grill. <laughs> That's why we like Levi. He's always thinking on the uh, thinking about the uh, bottom line. Mm-hmm. Got to be the, the Weber comes with Nike Air Maxes, white Nike Air Max, and a pair of tongs that you just click together. Yeah. Oh, I get it. No, no, you got to go generic on the tongs. No Weber tongs. <laughs> is the Nike Air Max the dad sneaker? I thought it was like New Balance or something. They, yeah, the they white can both Nike. Be considered that. We'll, yeah. have to, we'll have to do some more research diving into. Dude, is it. Joe Rogan our the Jerry Seinfeld of our? Generation? I'm trying to think of him. Trying to like think of like cultural... a better... No, I don't think so. I mean, he, dude, he has. This, I think like, the just... Jerry Seinfeld of our generation would be like a uh, Andy Samberg. Dude, it's him. Maybe it's Mike Schur. Mike Schur. I feel like Sean's right because it doesn't. Nobody have to be, knows like, who Mike Schur you know, is. He's more into the UFC and the sports thing, but he's suit like comedian. I mean, he has so much content. Deal, content all over the place. He's. I mean, in in the '90s when Seinfeld was out, like everybody watched Seinfeld. Like, and I feel like the majority of our generation knows who Joe Rogan is, and at least watches some of the, his clips on YouTube. This is this is a. Uh... Absolutely electric content here. We got uh, four white dudes talk- on a podcast talking about another podcast. <laughs> this is the sure, content people want to hear. I'm pretty sure there's a podcast that summarizes what Joe Rogan talks about on his podcast. 
I believe it. It's a podcast just recapping Joe's podcast. That would be awesome. <laughs> it's got to be out there. Someone's got to be doing that. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of big announcements regarding Spotify, I have another big announcement. Loose Concepts on Spotify now. What? what? It is? You didn't yeah. even tell us. You didn't even tell us. As soon as that he- Mike had texted, my brother Mike had texted me the uh, the headline, Joe Rogan inks, you know, whatever size deal. And I was like, immediately went to Google, how to get a podcast on Spotify. <laughs> how much did we Dude. get? Well, we, yeah, got, we, we got a little bit less than 100 out. million. A little bit less than 100 million. Dude, why didn't we hold out close. for that big check? We're doing the reverse just... play. We're going to go back to Apple now and say, listen, you need, <laughs> yeah. to, you need to regain some, uh, some momentum. Mm. Facts. Well, let's get into our next segment. Let's get into some of this movie news for the week. We got a couple, couple of uh, very, very astonishing headlines. Groundbreaking. I don't know what the quite the word you would use is to describe these, but uh, two big points we want to talk about. First up, a topic that is very near and dear to the heart of the, this <laughs> podcast. We're talking national treasure. Jerry Bruckheimer did an interview with um, Collider.com. And they uh, they were able to prize some na- a little bit of gold, couple golden nuggets regarding the upcoming National Treasure uh, franchise installments um, and what he's been working on with those. So um, just I'll get, I'll throw you guys out a quick gist of what the uh, the news was, and then you can uh, share your thoughts. But basically, two there's two pieces to this puzzle. There's a there's a forthcoming third installment of National Treasure that the people have been waiting for for years after they hit it out of the park on the first two. Years. It's been 12 years, I think, now. 12 years now that people have been waiting for the National Treasure 3. So we're finally getting that. But in addition, and here's where things start to get a little shaky, in, in my opinion. <laughs> he, also, he also hinted at the, a forthcoming Disney Plus series of National really? Treasure uh, prestige drama. Prestige, I don't know. National National Treasure series coming to Disney Plus at some point in the future. Wow, getting that content. Yeah, he's get looking to get into the streaming game, I guess. So I feel like Disney Plus is they're throwing all all the money into these uh, past series. They they rebooted High School Musical. Um, they're putting a lot of mm. stake in these legacy assets. Yeah. Interesting play. Another big tent post of a tent pole of American culture is uh, <laughs> yeah. National Treasure and High School Musical, the two <laughs> things that matter. I can't wait to see the 80s Stranger Things National Treasure coming out. The oh, crossover. That's a good, that is an Ooh. incredible take. We you all know, know it's going to be an 80s or yeah. Can't do '90s. We'll be, we'll be too old in the '90s, yeah. so we'll be '80s, late '80s. They're trying. To, they're definitely going to try and cut in on that content. So that's part of the news is that he was saying, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer was saying that this is going to be this series is this streaming series is going to be um, starring not the original cast but a new set of younger actors. So I, you, you first hear that, you think of, oh well, it'll be just like you know, teenage National Treasure. Nick Cage will be their mentor or something. But now that you bring that up, Levi, that actually makes a lot of sense. That it'd be like a throwback, and they try and get a slice of that nostalgia pie that's been going around. Can't wait to see some DH Christopher Plummer and some DH uh, John Voight in there. Ooh, mm. facts, facts. He's talking to the grandfather, looking for the Charlotte. That's what they should do, man. That's what they should do. They shouldn't. They should keep the original cast in the series. And just have just it like be their kids. DH the entire time. 
They should de-age, no, de-age everybody. De-age Nick Cage back, back to a teenager. <laughs> Same actor, prime. just de-aged. <laughs> you have the technology, why not? It's all teenage. It's just teenage everybody looking for the Charlotte. So I was going to break it down at the end of this. Are we in or out on this? But I think I'm talking. I'm slowly talking myself into if it's de-aged Nick Cage searching for the Charlotte with like crazy haired John Voight and uh, Christopher Plummer like in tow. I'm down. I'm in. Sign me up. Let's go. I'm not canceling my Disney Plus subscription yet. When is it saying it's going to come out? Well, this is the thing with National and Treasure movies. That's the one detail. They're always a little <laughs> But like, they're always I'm happening. thinking about this, yeah, maybe. Yeah. They're always happening. They're always in production, but it's never, it never actually comes out. Yeah, it's just a twinkle in Jerry Bruckheimer's eye. It's uh, his avatar. Kind of. Kind of. That's a good comparison. We're, we're coming out with Avatar in uh, 2025. It's coming. <laughs> Just trust us. The difference is, though, people are excited, I think, for National Treasure 3. Avatar is kind of getting to the point where people are just like, nah, you can keep it. (laughs) Now we're good. Thanks. (laughs) I think it's part of James Cameron's retirement plan. It's just, let's just keep postponing this and they'll just continue to pay me. (laughs) (laughs) He just lives off that money. That's a a good thought. It's just in development forever. (laughs) That checks Um, out. Yeah, no, I'm, I would be excited for National Treasure 3 and the series. Wow. Hopefully this doesn't turn into like the Obi-Wan series that just keeps getting pushed down the field. Yeah, Rudy, are you in or out on Young National Treasure? Uh, I'm in on it. I just I fear that it's like... <laughs> okay, crazy idea. They need to have actual... They need to have us make the, the series, okay? <laughs> because if... <laughs> If, what they're gonna do is that idea is not crazy at all. You know, white guys make a series about teenagers trying to find treasure, and there's gonna be like TikTok references. <laughs> oh, there's gonna no. be, you know, Oof. it's just gonna be a mess. So That's I'm it. down with it. I love the idea, but we need to be the masterminds. That's so true. <laughs> well, here we won't go into like recasting every character, but. If there is, if they are doing this, they're going through with it, and they are doing a young version, and they're not going to de-age Nick Cage, who are you picking to play a young Nick Cage in a National Treasure streaming Ooh. series? <laughs> I, I feel like he's a little beyond it, but I would think that the natural, like, if you were going for, you know, heavy hitter star of that's around 2025, 20, I, I would say Timothy Chalamet, but I don't think he would probably accept that role on his current trajectory. So Timothy is a little too highbrow, I think. Yeah. What about uh, Harry Styles? Ooh, now we're getting somewhere interesting. Wait, so how, how old are they going to be? Because we're talking like in their 20s, right? Yeah. Yeah, but could it All be right, teenagers? Okay. I don't know. Any I was see. Actors. I was thinking more teenagers, and uh, I was like, I have no uh, idea any teenage actors. So one of the kids from yeah, Stranger it's Things. Be teenagers, it'd be so bad. Yeah, Finn Wolfhard. Is it? Yeah, you're right. It either have to be like you'd have to get really young kids and go down the Stranger Things route, or you'd have to get like beyond teenager. You, you don't want teen actors. Yeah. Teen actors suck. I'm a little worried they don't really understand their property. Yeah. And they're going to do something like that where I think they should go like something like completely, absolutely crazy. Yeah. Let's go see like the Freemasons bringing the treasure over and establishing it. it. Like get some pre-colonial. Like that would be so cool. They're finding the mystery, figuring out the mystery, solving the mystery of the Sphinx or something. Yes. Oh, I love it. The alien, the flying saucers and the pyramids. 
The thing, though, is I don't know if it, National Treasure works without Nick Cage. You know, he's oh. so like he's an actor that's so woven into that <laughs> franchise and who that character is. That I just don't know. I don't know. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm excited for National Treasure 3 because it's going to retain the original cast. But um, that series definitely uh, biting my fingernails a little bit on that one. I don't know. Speaking of beloved franchises, <laughs> we're going to transition into our next piece of movie news. We're talking the DC Extended Universe. That's right. No one, no one thought that in the magnificent May of Marvel movies we'd be touching on DC, but here we are. <laughs> Today when we're discussing recording for a night and figuring out some of the logistics, Levi sent this story across the group, t- the group chat for us to uh, evaluate and figure out if we wanted to talk or not. But um, basically, there's a... The infinite, infamous Snyder cut of Justice League is being uh, finally being released. Levi, I'll let you uh, del- delve a little bit further into the description of the nitty gritty of what's going on here. All right, I'll explain to the best of my understanding. <laughs> so pretty much, Zack Snyder had made a bunch of the DC movies. He'd made Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, and he was going to make this Justice League. And so he's making this Justice League, and he has a family emergency and gets called away. And so they bring Joss Whedon in Joss. to finish the movie. And so I think they said, they're like, oh, the footage is all shot. You just need to like, put it all together and everything. And so they come <laughs> and they watch it. And it's like very bright and colory. And it's like very, there's some slapstick humor in there and some funny lines. And people have this theory that there's a Zack Snyder cut of the movie that's much more dark and grim than what we've come to associate with the DC universe. The reason they tapped Zack Snyder in the first place is because they're looking to replicate his work that he did on like 300. Right. right? And that sort of feel with the DC so that they could differentiate from the Marvel movies. But here, in order to do their, you know, alternate to Avengers, they just went and got the <laughs> Avengers guys to do. So they ended up looking like the same movie anyway. Right. Exactly. So basically, people have been dreaming that there's this, you know, special ver- this unreal, yeah. hidden yeah. version. And so I think it's been like, yeah, like it's a hashtag, the Snyder Cut. Um, when you get Ben Affleck to tweet something out, you know, it's <laughs> something's going to happen. So he's, he tweeted out, I think, a couple months ago. I think there was like a a banner flying in the back of a plane at Comic Con or something. Oh my word! Um, a lot of Snyder, lot of Snyder yeah. cut. Yeah. So it's only going to cost twenty million dollars. I thought Elijah could do it for like fifteen, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll do it for ten million. I, Let's guys, go. Guys, I have a confession. What? I have not seen any of the new DC movies. <gasps> Dude. Missing out on all of that classic Dude. cinema. After Christopher Nolan put up his uh, his uh, shoes and walked off the field, I have not touched it. Well, that's good because after the magnificent May of Marvel movies, we're doing the the uh, a tremendous the, June. The, the, DC I think we do DC December. Yeah, December. The, yeah, oh, there we go. DC December. The, the devastating December of DC movies. Decadent. The decadent, delightful DC December. <laughs> Sean, you're not missing much, I gotta say. Yeah. You're not missing much. I kept waiting for one of them to be good and I heard the Wonder Woman and Aquaman were good, but Oh, Aquaman is tight. I'm all <laughs> in on Aquaman. <laughs> and I got that from you, so I don't know if it's really true. 
Any movie that has Pitbull covering Africa by Toto in the middle of it, I'm all in on. Sign me up. I'm there. We, I can't wait till we cover that movie on this podcast. That's going to talk about a great episode. You guys in or out on the Snyder Cut? Well, obviously, Sean, you're out. Dude, I'm totally in. Seen any... I'm glad I missed the first one. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in too. I love uh, undiscovered tapes. I'm in until it's actually released. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's kind of like I've been watching the Jordan documentary, and there's a clip of uh, Phil Jackson saying that you're only successful up until like the very moment, in the moment of being successful. But after that... You have to just go back to keep proving you're successful over and over again. And it's kind of like that. It's like the the Snyder Cut is only an unreleased, like perfect cut of the movie until he releases it. <laughs> and after that, it's just back to being depressing old Justice League movie that didn't work because it's really not great IP. Which is what's pretty amazing about Marvel and how they, uh, not to force a transition here, <laughs> but how they, you know, were able to build that franchise, build the MCU get to that crescendo and just, you know, walk off the stage. And now, like, they're rebuilding something new rather than, it seems, I don't know, at least that's what it seems like to me. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely debate on whether or not they've plateaued or whether they've kept performing at that high level of uh, success. But, yeah, it's definitely, it makes you wonder, is the... Is the IP just better with Marvel? Ooh. No, I don't think it is. It's the same crap. Well, you think about it. Your corner, your cornerstones. You have on one hand, you have you have the cornerstone of Superman, and on the other hand, you have the cornerstone of Iron Man. I don't think their worlds so really Superman like match up. Yeah, but you think about it, Superman as this guy who's perfect, no flaws. He can do anything other than kryptonite, right? Like the people want perfect characters. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, though. Maybe that's why Marvel is successful, is because their their cornerstone. Iron Man, you know, this guy who's sort of narcissistic, kind of like, you know, a playboy. Maybe it's just it's just a little more appealing than a guy who's like always all perfect. I think Batman's more of a I mean, I know that the cornerstone thing is the comparison you're making, but I feel like Batman is more of the face of the DC franchise, or at least he shares that title. And he's a very like troubled character, always Battling That's demons true. and super wealthy. Maybe it's not that different after all. You have you know rich guy in a suit yeah. with Iron Man and rich guy in a suit with Batman. And then you have like a whole like Captain America. A whole yeah, like yeah, exactly. You have Captain America and Superman, who are they just like all American boys of just like <laughs> virtue and you know you have the thing and Hulk. It's just funny exactly. though that uh, Cap- the Captain America movies are like I think the best trilogy you would say out of all of them, which is funny because I feel like. He's the corniest out of like, yeah. like before yeah. the movies come out, you're like, wow, this guy's just a cornball, just <laughs> absolutely cheesy. I think some of us think that after the movies came out too. Yeah. Uh, that's a fair point too. <laughs> well, on that note, before we do, uh, that does lead us nicely into transition into our feature film of the week. But before we do, just wanted to break out a little bit of damage control. Ooh. And this is actually our first damage control where we're not touching on last week's episode. We're touching on an episode from two weeks ago. Oh, nice. Oh. I was called I was called out for something by my sister, who is an English major, at the dinner table last night. She friend, came friend of the pod. Yeah, friend, my sister, friend of the pod. She came over for dinner and was sitting there and she's like, Elijah, you made an egregious mistake. You called when you were talking about tenant. 
And we were describing how the name could be upside down or backwards or left or right. And it would still say the same thing. She said, you called that an onomatopoeia. It's a palindrome. That's, onomatopoeia. That's a palindrome. I, you knew that, Sean? You just let me Dude, go I on? I call you out. <laughs> Dog, we got to... damage control. We, we got to keep each other accountable. I've been waiting this for this podcast. moment. So then what's an onomatopoeia? So an onomatopoeia is a word that makes a sound. So like, it's pow. like a bang or crack. Yeah. So plenty of those in this. Yes, Levi. Leading into our feature film. Love that. His first appearance on a podcast, and he's a natural. He's already he's already leading us to transition. That's right. Our feature film of the week. We're talking about the one and only Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. So I'm just so excited. I'm excited to see Elijah's take in this movie. I feel yeah. like I've been hyping this for so long. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. Yeah, so the reason Levi's the first guest on the podcast, we sent out the bat signal to our whole crew of friends, and we're like, hey, if you want to come on the pod, let us know. You just got to send us, tell us what movie you want to do, and we'll uh, we'll get you in there. Levi's the first one to get back to us with the movie that he wanted to, to talk about, and his was this movie. And uh, yeah, like you said, he's been, he's been really hyping this up for a long, long time. So I definitely have some opinions, but you're going to have to wait to hear them. We're getting... F- <laughs> So on this podcast, what we do is we like to start out with a little segment we call Best Thing. It's very, very, very cleverly named. It took us a while to come up with that title. <laughs> but this is the best thing in the pod. And basically, we go around and we just say one thing that we thought was the best best thing or the best part of the movie. Can be a casting, could be a scene, could be a line, could be a pair of sunglasses that are worn by <laughs> Jeremy Renner at the end of Avengers. <laughs> That's kind of the spectrum of things that we talk about. But we're... We usually start with Rudy, but since you're a guest, Levi, we're gonna start with you. What is your? What do you think is the best thing about this movie? One, if you had to pick one thing out that you think is the best or your favorite thing about it, I had a couple things, but oh. I think one of them is gonna get picked by someone else. So I'm gonna go with my other one. I love how meta this movie is. Ooh, how much meta. this movie refers to Spider-Man, Spider-Man former properties. How much it refers to itself, refers to Comic Con and to all these different yeah, Spider-Man like properties, that. and how they'll like twist them in a way that's a little different than what happened in previous movies. Yeah. Or uh, it's just it, it has a good tone in making fun of itself and knowing when to yeah. not make fun of itself. It's yeah. that's what I like the best. You pretty much can see it from the get-go. That first scene when he does like the dancing oh, thing. Yeah. Like, we don't talk about that. You're like, oh, there's gonna be a di- this is a different kind of like you know Spider-Man acknowledged thing, and that's. That's really sort of the genius of the storyline. It like allows them. Oh, I love that, Levi. That was such a strong best thing because that was like a note that I put down is like that walking scene. That's like the worst thing about <laughs> Spider-Man in general is that one moment in time where it was, uh, which was Tobey Maguire. Spider-Man right? 3. Tobey Tobey Maguire, Maguire under the influence of Venom, right? <laughs> and he was just <laughs> such, it was just painful to watch. So that was... Okay. Slowly roll, because for some of us, that was a highlight in the oh Spider-Man and superhero franchise. Dude. That movie rules. That scene's incredible. <laughs> okay. We got, he's got a, the we got... emo hair. <laughs> he's and... got the emo hair. He's wearing all black. He like slides over on a piano and is like playing under the spotlight for Mary Jane. Verbal face It's incredible. Yeah. It is incredible. Superhero movies haven't been that goofy since that point. <sighs> it sucked. It okay, a, uh, I'm a little worried they weren't intentionally being goofy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> totally sincere. But for real, my the best part to me about this movie was the freaking soundtrack, the music. Yeah. Okay. 
it was just hitting all the right chords. The, mm. the only thing I didn't like, like, not that this is the worst part, but a thing about the music that I didn't like is the Uncle Aaron weird, like, I don't know if you could insert, the, you, just some sort of like, <laughs> like every time he came on. The <laughs> elephant noises? Yeah. Drove me crazy. I love the elephant noises. <laughs> I hated that. Those are great. <laughs> but, but, um, <laughs> we gotta get an air horn for that just like every time. Channeling his, uh, the inner Christopher Nolan. Yeah. The blah. Oh, I hate that. But, but like Juice World, Hide, what was yeah. that? How did, I don't even know how it went, but what the What's Up Danger song that came out while he was learning how to do the uh, Spidey. Really just that. Yeah, soundtrack was killer. That, yeah, that Post Malone, Sway Lee song, the Sunflower one. That's like a song, I mean, there are very few songs I could listen to on repeat, but that's one of them. I feel like it it like, it like lends itself well to just like repeated listen. It's just such a good vibe. Yeah. I agree. It was, was a very solid, solid soundtrack, killer but soundtrack. I think, I think it, Overall, the soundtrack would be pretty mediocre if it didn't. That Post Malone song just like elevates it for me because I think that's a, like an it's an all timer song. Post and Sway, Great. Sean, it's your turn. You can list your your typical uh, fifteen best things about this movie. <laughs> uh, well, no, I'll keep it pretty short. I love just the groundbreaking animation style. Um, I feel like it's I've never seen another animation movie like this. It's pretty. Um, I don't know. Just it's very quick cuts. Um, Lots of different color, um, pretty fast um, scenes that almost look hand-drawn. Um, and they kind of like go in between. And it, I think it lends to the, the multiverse type of um, background to the film where it kind of splits scenes um, into sort of a, almost like a 2D and 3D. Um, so I just love that. It was just gorgeous to watch and uh, definitely makes you want to come back to it. Um, I think it's a very, uh, very uh, rewatchable movie. And I'm going to say that it needs to be cut out, um, but I don't know what else to say. Um, no free clout. Okay, I'm going to re- I'm going to redo that. It's a very uh, classic movie. I think I think it's going to go at, at sort of the top of the canon of Spider-Man movies. The one downside of the animation style is the whole time I was watching it, I couldn't stop thinking about how long did it take them to make this? This must have taken years. Yeah. Cause like it's like drawings on top of drawings yeah, on top it's of drawings. So crazy! It's all computers. <laughs> so they made a team of 180 animators. Yeah. And to put that in perspective, Toy Story had 27. That is insane. And it's interesting because you can see each of their like get a little art nerd here, but you can see their their style, like each individual per, like artist's style, and you know dip from frame to frame. It, it said it said in, in an article that it took one week. For one second of footage. What? Are you kidding oh me? Gosh. No. That's because not worth it. Because of the style they it. used, it just it took them so long to do it. So I just felt like it was a. <laughs> it's kind of a, a masterpiece in that in that sense. So I just loved that. I feel like it's it's one of those sort of groundbreaking films and animation. So that was my favorite thing. It's so incredible. If, if it seems like you can like pause it at any point and it would be like a movie poster. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's, it's incredible. It's a comic strip. Yeah. I, uh, so I actually really liked it a lot. Levi after, after years and years wow. of, of hype from Levi, I hadn't seen this before. I, I specifically, I don't know what I was waiting for. I felt bad cause I didn't get to see it in theaters and I knew it was like such like a artistic movie to see. Um, 
that I just is never really like waiting for the chance. But then when Levi said you want to do it for this podcast, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to, I paid the four bucks and I rented it on Amazon because I wanted high quality, pristine quality. Oh, you didn't, didn't want good, didn't want to see on the red one. <laughs> yeah. Did not want to use the red one. He stuck to Panama streaming instead. Um, it's a little throwback to last week's episode, <laughs> just in case you guys weren't getting that. But, um, but yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, it's a rare movie where it lived up to the expectations that someone else had, had built up for you. I kept waiting for it to fall off, but it never really did. It was really, it was very good. Um, to dilute it down to one best thing, I think the best, best part about the movie was the, uh, the Jake Johnson casting as the washed up Spider-Man. Oh yeah. He crushed yeah, it. His vo- voice, like the voice acting was perfect. The animation of that character was perfect. Like <laughs> the pudge, the, like just the, the combination of his voice acting and then the animation of it, like the facial expressions yeah. was just incredible. Was the really sweatpants good. over the Spidey outfit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With the beer gut just hanging out. It was great. It was so it was perfect. So and it's funny on the second go around, cause I won't, I'd seen it before. And I knew that he was playing that role, but I kept like, I, for some reason, I forgot that it didn't. He didn't come into the scene until like halfway through the movie. So I was putting, I was trying to listen, hear his voice on the first Spider-Man. <laughs> Ooh, I think it's Chris Pine, right? Yeah, Chris yeah. Pine yeah. plays him. And I was like, this does not really sound like him. I guess <laughs> I don't know what it was, but yeah, dude, he crushed it. I totally, I totally. So I didn't know Chris Pine was in it. I knew pretty much everybody else that was in it, but I didn't know Chris Pine was in it. So when when I first started watching the movie, I heard Chris Pine's voice, and I was like, wait, is that Chris Pine, noted voice of BMW and uh, one-time performer as Jack Ryan? <laughs> and it was. <laughs> I had to pull down the Amazon, the Amazon X-ray and uh, confirm my suspicions, and it was. I knew yeah. that voice. It's tough to see on the on the IMDb because it just says Spider Man played by this person. Yeah, (laughs) I'm gonna transition transition into our worst of segment here though, and that's kind of gets into my worst of. I wanted more Chris Pine. Yeah, more Chris Pine in this movie. He should have. They should have found some way to bring him back through the multiverse or something like that. Yeah, Um, some sort of. Yeah, some sort of way of, you know. Just integrating him more. Chris Pine's great. I love Chris. I'm a huge Chris Pine guy. So if any way they could have brought him back in, I think would have yeah, been ideal. Been we'll go. We'll go uh, snake draft style on this one, though. Sean, what would you say is worst? The worst. I, I thought that the villain was pretty weak. Um, mm, he was a weirdo. Yeah, I just felt like he had this past where you kind of it kind of made sense what why he was was doing what he was doing which i feel like with a villain you almost don't want to like <laughs> understand that you want to just be like this guy is crazy and yeah. um, sean sean prefers to have very one-dimensional villains yeah i want one-dimensional <laughs> villains i can just get, get out of here with these hate. deep deep brooding yeah. villains no backstory I agree just, with sean. just i just want a villain um just so, pure uh, evil yeah so and I feel like it was it was tough. There was so many. I mean, you had the the Green Goblin at the beginning, and then you had um, Uncle Aaron's character, which I don't even know his. The Prowler. The Prowler. I feel like they had a, there's a lot of and then uh, Doctor Ock, um, which Doc they Ock. were all good characters. And I felt like um, the one that I felt like was the weakest probably the Goblin because he was in the least amount. But then the next one was uh, Kingpin. Kingpin, yeah. 
Dude, so. what was up with this gigantic body and tiny little head? <laughs> yeah, How did he fit in that car? That scene where he gets out of the I car, that was like, that. wait a second. And every well, it was door the he only walks part through. of the movie that I felt like it was a little ridiculous. It was like, this, like everything else is so realistic. I mean, it is an animated cartoon movie. Yeah, I wouldn't say <laughs> it was realistic. A, a guy well, I'm just saying, name saying the animation Spider-Man. style is very realistic. To have like this giant person that like his head is in like... <laughs> Like six feet down from his shoulders, it's just a weird look. <laughs> it's like, you're right. You're right. It so was small. a little off proportionally. Yeah. yeah, I'll definitely give you that. So, I felt like it was a very, very, um, very cheap and uh, not creative uh, villain. Just to have a boxed suit man <laughs> that was easy to <laughs> yeah. draw. Anyway, yeah. My uh, my worst part about the movie also has to do with the character. And I might take flack uh, from this take from some communities, but I had no patience for anime Spider-Man, mm. Spider-Girl, Penny, Penny Parker. <laughs> I see yeah. Levi. Levi's grimacing. Wow. She was like so annoying. I'm just not into that, dude. And like the whole scene where she's making the goober and she's just <laughs> eating. She's like eating popcorn and chewing gum at the same time. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Like, I. Between the Chris Pine thing and this thing were my two worst of because I did not see the point of that anime Spider-Man or the the pig Spider-Man. Pig. I'm not a John Mulaney guy on top of oh. that, so I think that made it even worse. But like Ooh. those two Spider-Man, I feel like there's so many different like iterations of Spider-Man. You could have picked better ones than those two. Like Sp- Spider-Man 24, yeah. 20, well, uh, 2049, I think is one of them or something or. 2409 or something there's like a futuristic spider-man there's like you could get venom spider-man involved if you wanted to well um 2099 is in it 2099 oh is that what she is 2099 no i did you did you watch a yeah that's what scene? she is okay. no i didn't know there was post-credit scene yeah so oh, you gotta go back and watch so that. spider-man oh, no. 2099 is in it and is voiced by oscar isaac what yeah what? my mind is blown right now why did I miss that? I should have known Marvel movie. It should have. I just assumed because it was a Sony Marvel that they don't. I'm surprised, Elijah. Your best like. thing wasn't uh, the noir Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Nick, Cage. Nick Cage. Where's the drop? It, there, he was also perfect. Just excellently <laughs> cast in that role. Does an excellent job. Every scene he's in, he absolutely crushes. But there wasn't quite as quite as much of him as there was the Jake Johnson. And Jake Johnson was good, like in every single scene. And I just think that consistency yeah. and like. It was just like a perfect, such a perfect fit, and I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to get get a too, uh, yeah, heavy on on too cage too caged into one. Take. Yeah, <laughs> too yeah too cagey <laughs> too cagey. Whoever the voice director is who who um, casted all of these people is incredible because they were spot on on all. It's gonna make uh, the recasting a little difficult. Oh, well, definitely that uh, uh, Catherine Hahn as Doc Ock that was really good. Good casting, yeah. That like reveal yeah, when you yeah. found out that's that's who she was. You're like, oh, what? That was sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's good. And then they had Scorpion there and mm-hmm. Hammerhead. They were just I liked that aspect of them bringing in like all the different sort of villains, and you like can sort of pick them out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I probably know more about I think Spider Man than any other Marvel, uh, Marvel superhero and i think he's probably spider-man is probably my favorite yeah, like of all of them Spider-Man is my favorite. so this was already like a little yeah. bit leaning into my uh my favorites but uh my area of very small defined area of superheroes that i enjoy but yeah 
I enjoyed it a lot. Levi, sorry to d- detract, no. to distract, but uh, your worst of. Yeah, so my other best was going to be the animation, but it's also going to be my worst, too. There were times where I was like, what is going on in this <laughs> movie? There's so much flashes and bangings yeah. and different colors, yeah. and I absolutely love the animation, yeah. but there are times where it was a little overwhelming yeah. for me. You gotta think it'd be really good if you're on like psychedelic drugs of some kind, though. Like, how many people went to this went to see this movie on shrooms? Yeah, I was thinking that. I think it's a I large. large said, and then never made it home. <laughs> yeah, Sean, you were one of those people, right? That's how you first no, saw. No, I this watched movie. it at home. <laughs> so you don't have to get home. That's and, a good call, Sean. You told me you took a ton of acid and then went to see it. No dice, no dice. You must not. Re- you must not remember that. I remember you telling me that. Actually, I didn't get to see it in theaters, which was kind of disappointing. Yeah, now that I now that I watched it, I am a little bummed that I didn't didn't see it. Uh, I saw it in theaters with my sister, and the one thing I say will th- say is that um, seeing it in theater, we saw it in December. It was like the month after Stanley died, and uh, seeing that whole Spider Man dying and Stanley there. I wouldn't say I was emotional, but it was definitely touched wow. me a little bit yeah. more. It was a little dusty in the room. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was like his last voice cameo, and yeah. they definitely tried to put an emphasis on Stanley, considering he had just passed. Yeah, that was a great cameo. I love that. That was like a laugh out loud cameo. You'll grow into it. Speaking of, uh, well, not speaking of casting, sort of speaking of casting. I believe I touched on it briefly. We're gonna get into it next. We're gonna get into. The staple, the cornerstone, one of the two cornerstones of the podcast, the original segments. We're talking recast a role. This is where we put on our executive producer, casting director hat. We take a role and we say, I don't like this role. I'm putting a different guy in it. Recasting a role. That's what's yeah, going to happen here. Recast. Yeah, you recast. You take a casting and you redo it. So you recast it. Yeah. You like take one person out and put another person in. Yeah. Do you understand, Levi? It's yeah. very, very, yeah. very complex. I really, I think that by episode fifty, like or sixty, we're gonna be sixty episodes in, and there'll still be this three-minute <laughs> explanation of recast or <laughs> recast for the last. It's the same character, different actor. Exactly. You got it. Yeah, he's catching on. You know, you know people understand. You want them to be listening to the podcast and be lost. You got to get them ready. Rudy, we're going to you first. Who are you recasting? Li- new, we have new listeners every week. That's why we need to explain. Yeah, it. we have like five hundred new listeners every week. So now they're on Spotify. We're gonna get millions. Mm. Um, recast role. We had just talked about how great each person was cast and each character, and I, I, I agree. And it made this part really difficult. And I, like, you know, before just before logging on, I thought of one that is just like a light. You know, it's not like a huge problem with me uh the aunt may character uh she was voiced by lily tomlin who is someone i don't really know she's been in several things but nothing of great note uh, i'm throwing in marissa tomei brooklyn girl i want a little more accent in there uh, i know like it might be playing to like the new aunt may is hot stereotype that's been floating around have you not seen any of the, of the new spider-man most recent spider-man she yeah. plays aunt may <laughs> 
Oh, does she play it, man? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, look at that. See, this is why I should be a casting director. <laughs> she, she plays uh, with Tom Holland's Spider. Get out of here. I feel like, look at me. I feel like that's like the fourth time this has hap- that's happened on one of these episodes where we recast someone that's already been recast. Why usually do it on purpose? This is a, this, that was a complete accident. Two weeks ago, he said we should uh, recast Terrence Howard as Don, with Don Cheadle. So. <laughs> that was on purpose. <laughs> yeah, so uh, good. Good for me, Rudy. Okay. Next next up. <laughs> no, I like job, that. Rudy. A good call. I would I I sorry, not to butt in, but Sean, you're gonna be up next. But while you're thinking about that, I do think it would there would have been nice to be a, like some voice actor crossover with um the original, like some of the live action Spider Man's. Like if we got like a Toby just like Toby McGuire doing that's something, those, yeah. You know? So that's to get into my recaster role but go ahead sean sorry i feel like william defoe who plays the original green goblin has such an iconic voice facts yeah i feel like having him be this villain even though it kind of plays to um you know the original spider-man series but i feel like a lot of people that are watching this movie are not going to be you know super fans of the original probably because it came out so so long ago and there's been three other spider-mans that have come out since this movie came out um, but I feel like getting William Dafoe being a voice actor, I feel like it's so iconic, his voice, that I think it would really be able to dif- differentiate who the kind of you know real villain is. Because they do have three or four different villains in Uncle Aaron playing so the So would Prowler. you have him play Green Goblin or have him play the Fisk guy, Wilson or Kingpin? I'm just keeping Green Goblin as the villain because I think Fisk is just not a good, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like his character, so I'm, so I'm getting out. I'm getting out the villain and putting dipping in, your dipping your toe and cut a scene out of scene. But yeah, I'm, I'm foreshadowing that. But uh, gotcha. <laughs> bringing in William Defoe, the goat, right on. to be Green Goblin. Gotcha. Of the Green Goblin character, Levi. Do you have, do you ever recast? I did. I am not going to recast a character as a former Spider-Man character or a former actor who's been in a Spider-Man film. I'm going to go um, Haley Steinfeld. I think she did fine as Spider-Gwen. I don't really yeah. have any major complaints, but I think we can make this electric. We put mm. Selena Gomez in that role. Ooh, now we're talking. Let's there go. Your boy loves Selena Gomez. I'm all about that. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up today. Sign me up yesterday. Yeah. The thing is, though, you gotta remember, like, you're not getting Selena Gomez, you're getting Selena Gomez's voice. And is that, like, that's, I guess that's a pretty strong that's, uh, asset of hers. It's all I need, Rudy. It's all I need. <laughs> that's, that's a beautiful, good, that's a good beautiful, one. That's melodious, strong, melodious voice. No, I like that a lot. My, uh, my recast, and I know I just talked about Chris Pine and how great he was and how I wish there was more of him, but I'm recasting that that Chris Pine with Tobey Maguire. I think you had Tobey Maguire voicing that character. I think it just ties it up. It makes it even a little more meta and a little more um, loopy. Or, you know, even if you just bring him in somewhere, I mean, he could have really done anything. He could have been like a teacher somewhere, like in the high school, or you could have had his voice. Um, you could even had him voice like the bad guy. It would have been interesting. Like just some sort of some sort of little like tie-in, you know. I just got done watching uh, Mad Max Fury Road, 
and it has the same villain in that one as was in the first Mad Max, but they're playing, the actor is playing two separate characters, but it's the same actor. And I just like stuff like that. So I think I would recast Chris Pine. As much as it pains me to take Chris Pine out of anything, I'd recast him with Tobey Maguire. Just a little continuity. He's going to hear this, you know. Chris Pine or Tobey Maguire? Both. They're both big listeners. Chris Pine's reached out to me multiple times already, begging to be on the pod. We're like, sorry, that spot saved for Levi. He's yeah, first episode up. 20, Chris, get in line. I'm glad you're saying something positive about Toby because I was just about to go on a rant about against him. So. Oh, really? Let's go. <laughs> Let's hear it. I'm a fan. I feel like, so I was late to seeing those movies. I don't know why, but after seeing them, first off, everyone looks like they're 30. <laughs> they're all in high school. Everyone looks like they're 30. <laughs> That's um, true. I, remember, I just remember seeing it being like, Wow, people like that? Like, I just never got, <laughs> never thought it was that good. It takes a fine appreciation of, you have to appreciate bad movies, I think, to enjoy them, because they're really bad, really not good right. at all, but they're they're really good bad movies, and they're like, I don't know. We can get further into my love of bad movies some other time, but I think you just get that combination of really cheesy, like, hammed up acting, and then you have the right, the right, you know, amount of like you have uh, Willem Dafoe in some of these. Willem Dafoe is like classically trained, you know, this mm-hmm. prestige actor, and he's there and he's just hamming it up as much as anybody else is. <laughs> it's great. You have Alfred Molina in one. You got Topher Grace playing Eddie Brock as Venom in the third one. The third one is just so truly like bananas and out there <laughs> yeah. that I think I think it just is. I don't know. Something about the chaos of it I just find very enjoyable. <laughs> Again, it goes back to a point where I don't think they were doing it on purpose. Oh, or, no. Yeah. I wonder what day in production they're like, oh, this is not going to be good. <laughs> oh, no. This is going to be a start I made a huge mistake. That's like a key element of making a good bad movie is they have to not realize they're making a bad movie. I think <laughs> that has to be part of it. So it makes so it have to be trying. Well, do you think with some of those movies, it's like the editing guys that go in and they're like, what did these people do? (laughs) (laughs) Crack crack knuckles, like, here we go. There's a walk-in, yeah. They're just sitting in that room and they're like, I can't make this good. (laughs) (laughs) See, see, I think that's what the uh, the editing guys in the original National Treasure did. Didn't they have like five hours worth of content? Yeah. we got to do something with this. <laughs> yeah, it's originally going to be over four hours of National Treasure. Maybe. Going back to the Snyder Cut, maybe we should start the yeah. release the Bruckheimer Cut. Release the Bruckheimer Cut of National Treasure. We, we got it accomplished with the Snyder. Now let's go to Bruckheimer. Priority number two. <laughs> Change.org. Give me all four hours of Nick Cage. <laughs> we, need to, we need to make some pamphlets. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Loose Concept is now a social justice co- podcast. Yeah. Uh, moving on into our next segment, we're talking cut a scene, add a scene. Do you want me to explain it for you, Levi? Or do you think you got the gist? It seems pretty uh, self-explanatory. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. Basically, you cut a scene out, you add a scene in. So, that said, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead off hit on this one. We're going. Um, what I'm cutting out is I'm cutting out Spider Pig, and the anime. Two things. Yeah, anime. Um, What's her face? Anime Spider. Cutting them out. So I have more room for Nick Cage, Noir Spider Man. Yeah. And I'm actually I'm, and I'm using some of that room that is not not uh um some of the room I'm gaining by cutting out uh anime Spider Man and, and Spider Pig. 
I'm using for Nick Cage, and then I'm using a little bit of it. I just want, there's like two seconds at the end there, that last little bit of dialogue between Miles Morales and Gwen Stacy, and they're like so close to kissing. Just kiss her. We're adding a kiss yes. Just right. get the kiss yeah. going. Come on. Let's make it happen. Dude, that was my add a scene. Was it and, really? And it was, I had the feeling that it was like almost, speaking of social justice, not a, like a PC thing, like it doesn't always have to end this way and blah, blah. Why couldn't you make her be the one to initiate the kiss? I would love to see like a little, yeah. you know, give her, give, she gives Miles Morales a cheek and then she does the old head head switch. Did she say she was 15 years older than months. Or 15 months? Oh, months. so it's like not even that much. Yeah. 15 months? Not even a year and a half. I will say what I appreciate about Spider Pig and uh, the Penny <laughs> is that you really get a chance to see the different animation styles kind of next to each other. That's true. Like you do see like that, like, oh, look, one's anime, one's cartoon, yeah. and then there's the, the yeah, normal cartoon version. So That's, that's definitely true. And then, yeah, that's definitely a plus. They're just trying to flex on us. Yeah, I wish they had done it with a different, different Spider-Man. Levi, what scenes are you cutting out and adding in? I really struggled with cutting the scene out, and I I really struggle with it. I think I'm gonna cut out that waiter scene, despite it being really funny with the bread. <laughs> and I think the only reason I would cut it out was because it doesn't really like do anything for the story. Yeah. But I love that scene. I think it's hilarious. And then to add a Wait, which scene is that? Uh, where they're in the, the banquet and uh, they're sneaking through because oh, right. everyone's dressed up like oh, Spider-Man. Yes. Peter B. Parker yes, yes, yes. talks to Mary Jane and is like, well, I think it's kind of necessary, right? Because it, it gives you, you sh- it shows that he's like had some sort of growth right. as a character and understands what he did he wrong. To get there. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, I see why you'd want to cut that. I mean, so <clears throat> I really struggled to cut a scene, but if I was going to add a scene, I think um, like a Tobey Maguire and an Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland somewhere being included mm, yeah. in there would be nice. And I think I would hope to see that in the second one coming up is, yeah. I don't know. Are I, they making another one? Yeah. Oh, they're making, really? I think, two more. Wow. Um, they're nice. making like an all-female cast one and then a normal one. That's like a lot of weeks of animated. Yeah, <laughs> think about how many seconds. Yeah, it's coming out in 2022. <laughs> Even... It would be even really crazy if they didn't animate them and they were just like normal live action. This is <laughs> like, what I, well, this is that would be insane. Yeah, I was gonna get this into in the the miscellaneous questions section, but uh, yeah, some a little bit of like live action integration I think would be really really like interesting. Just an interesting aspect. I'd like to see what they could do with it. You know, definitely. Uh, Rudy. Who you, what uh what do you cut what scene are you cutting what scene well I you already know you already yeah. mentioned that I spoiled my ad sorry but um the scene I'm cutting is I'm just trimming out a lot of the uh inside the collider scene at the end where it's just like yeah the max trippy scene where it's just all the colors and all the noises and it's like I kind of skipped through some of that this time around because it's just kind of I felt like it's dragged on and you know. There's nothing that it really adds. Yeah, it's a, li- um, it's a little long. Yeah. I'll add, I'll, I'll do a backup ad. Um, I'd like to see some more, like, slinging montages, like, where they're going and they're, like, swinging through the city with the whole squad, you know? Because they yeah. don't really do that much. Like, he shows up. Squad goals. It's kind of like an Avengers where they, they're all, like, separated. But, uh, <laughs> when all else fails, add a montage. Yeah, <laughs> you know me. It's one of the founding principles of loose concept that all movies are better with more montages. Yeah, the more just, montages you have in a movie, the better your movie will be. And just bros in cars chilling. Yeah, that's that another, too. 
It's another pillar. This needed a little bit of that. Not gonna lie. One scene in a car. Sean, what are you? Uh, are you adding a car scene? A chilling in the car, cruising around Brooklyn. I, I'm I'm adding some. Just I feel like it's tough to see Miles with no friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would add like a sidekick for him, like a, a friend that just sort of knows a little bit about. I know he sort of maybe Gwen kind of takes that role a little bit that knows him in in uh, in school, you know. Well, did they of, sort of tease the role at the end there with his roommate? I assumed, like, if you know the most recent Spider-Mans, I assume that that's going to be, like, the Ned-type role, like, gotcha. the best friend who knows and... The tech yeah. friend. The tech friend. Well, I was either doing that or, like, just a love interest. Like, push a little bit more for, like, the Gwen Stacy love See? interest. Because I feel like you there's no there's not a lot of stakes in here. I mean, there isn't, like, an Aunt May that's, that's sort of, for Miles at least, that's um, right. at risk. So I would have I would have pushed a little bit harder for like Gwen Stacy to have some kind of um, risk of something bad happening and for them to have more of a connection. Um, the kiss. The people want the yeah. kiss. Yeah. I feel like that would have completed so kiss it. Kiss me. Um, this concept yep. is a very pro kissing podcast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> pro relationship. Um, and then cut a scene. I'm doing. I'm just getting rid of the backstory of the villain again. Like I said before, I just. I don't want. I just want you to be bad. I don't want to know why you became bad. <laughs> Pure evil. Well, with these superhero movies and other movies like dramas, it's good to kind of know that stuff. But I feel like you got to just keep it. You got to keep it simple. So anyway, so if, if the villain is taking the mother and the child from another dimension. Isn't that person, isn't that <laughs> he's other version of him losing yeah, the mother yeah, and the child? Exactly. He's taking them from Uh-oh. himself. It doesn't Uh-oh, make any here we sense. Go. <laughs> Think about it. I'm so confused. Well, that's great because that leads us right into our next segment, which is the uh, miscellaneous question segment. Um, starting Slash out trivia. A little bit. Yeah, kind of along those lines of what you're, what you're talking about of <laughs> him kingpin taking his family away from himself in another dimension but i guess today i guess this is sort of like breaking news segment as well but i guess today these scientists were doing these experiments in the antarctic and they found what they were deeming as evidence of a parallel universe that's going backwards while ours is going forwards or something i'll have to send you guys a link to it but uh it's a pretty it's a pretty wild story that's crazy. A little mind blowing. So is that like Tenet? <laughs> Maybe this is all just marketing Whoa. for Tenet. <laughs> Christopher Nolan just funding these studies in the Antarctic. This marketing campaign is getting out of control. <laughs> Upside down cosmic ray shower detected in Antarctica may be proof of a parallel universe. Yeah. Spider Verse? Twenty twenty boys. Twenty twenty. Is there Any, is anything there an alternate- can happen in twenty twenty? We're stuck in our houses. Anything can happen. It's strange to think about there's an alternate universe somewhere where we're sitting having the same exact conversation, only backwards. About Superman. This has been Talking Backwards with Loose Concept. Our brand new segment. I have a quick question. Let's hear it. I have several, but I'll start with one. What's with the PDNY, okay? You have the FDNY. You have the NYPD. Is the NYPD like trademarked where you can't use NYPD in a movie? Like I don't understand that. It must that. be. 
I think no, it is. It's, it's the different dimension. Oh. Right? So it's like, if you know, it's like the Chance the Rapper 4. The, I think it's Cola Soda in that dimension. Dude. Uh, I didn't yes, even notice. Levi. I did see the Chance the Rapper 4. And so my question. I didn't understand. And did you that, see the Steph Curry was a golfer? Right. Steph Curry's a golfer. It's like all these different things. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. And so with Peter B. Parker, when he's swinging by in his, you see the actual Coca-Cola logo. So my question was, is Peter B. Parker from our dimension? So he's the actual Spider-Man. Is he the actual Spider-Man? Bro, I love that you answered that question because a lot of times I throw these stupid questions out and everyone's (laughs) like, well, I don't know. I believe I had a sick answer. So we're going to have more guests on so they can uh, compliment our unintelligence. Yeah, so so your question is going to meet the answer of uh, maybe (laughs) because... It might be because Coca Cola. Yeah, whatever. That's that's so interesting. The dimensions. Yes. I have a I have a question. So you don't have to pre you don't have to prefix it by saying I have a question. Both of you guys. <laughs> just so you know, just just go right into the question. Um, Actually, raise your hands first. It'll be great for podcast content. Um. So on the cast list, the character who plays Miles' dad is named Jefferson Davis. But then Miles's name is Miles Morales. And then I looked it up, and I, I sort of am answering my own question, but I just wanted to bring it up as sort of a more trivia thing. Um, so I'm already totally uh, pivoting. <laughs> Beautiful. But uh, Perfect. in case you guys didn't know, I had that question, and then kind of answered it myself by a little Google search. Um, so they actually gave Miles his mom's name because I guess Jefferson and Aaron had such a dark criminal past from um, their youth that they didn't want Miles growing up as being um, termed a Davis. So they actually gave him the Morales name. So interesting factoid. Yeah. Well, wasn't Jefferson Davis the president of the Confederacy during the Civil War? I believe he was. He was. <laughs> why would you pick that name? <laughs> no idea. Of all the names out there, why are you picking Jefferson Davis? It's like it's a very notable <laughs> like, historical like figure who is a, not a great person tied to it. That's the real question. I have another question. Can I raise my hand and you call me? Yes, please. Rudy. Um, Daniel. Two more. First one. Uncle Aaron, does he make a special voicemail every time he goes away for a couple days? <laughs> <laughs> I've totally thought about that same thing. Cause like I don't know if it's a baller move because he's like the cool guy or if it's like super weird like hey I'll be out calling for me for the next twenty four hours it's like an email alert I think he's just a weirdo that's only cool in his nephew's eyes because who's doing that shoulder move and saying hey like no one does that's not a move <laughs> but it's it's Mahershala Ali right who's like yeah yeah he's the, the king goat cool. he's awesome yeah. um and then lastly okay this is gonna be I don't know if you guys are picked up on this a little Easter egg maybe. Um, Doc Ock, when you're when you're at the, uh, which is funny, it's in the Hudson Valley, Hudson Valley, New York. I noticed which is like that a much bigger area. It's not like a town. Hudson Valley isn't a town, but I like the uh, the shout out. Maybe it's because it's an alternate dimension. But um, they go to that center there, and Doc Ock, they ask her like, "Oh, what do we? What do you, What's your name?" And she goes, "Oh, my friends call me Liv, you know, but I'm Doc 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 Ock or whatever." And then they go to Aunt May's house later on in the movie. And Aunt May sees Doc Ock, and she goes, oh, great, it's Liv. Uh, Does Aunt May have some connection to Doc Ock? They're friends. Actually, 
<laughs> yeah, they're, they're friends. They're in bridge a... club together. I was just gonna say that they play. <laughs> they play. Bridge. They play bridge every Thursday night. <laughs> you know it. Well, well, isn't in the second Spider-Man of Tobey Maguire? Isn't he like a scientist? So maybe yeah. like she was a scientist that gave Peter his start or something. Could be. Could be. Lives here. I don't know. I like the bridge club theory better, I think. Yeah, they totally <laughs> play bridge together. She cheated me out of 20 bucks last Thursday. <laughs> Freaking live. <laughs> live. <laughs> That's funny. We're, say- we're on the same wavelength on the bridge. <laughs> feel you, Sean. That's the loose concept connection. I have a, a not as loose question, which uh, we can edit out if it's not loose enough. Let's hear it. Everything's <laughs> everything's loose enough for uh, a loose concept. Is this Phil Lord and Chris Miller's best movie? Ooh. Ooh. Who are those guys? Those were like the writers of it, right? Yeah, oh, they're the guys. They're the what? guys that got canned from directing Sola. Right. I I'm also ready to start a Phil Lord and Chris Miller release, cut. Yeah, release the Phil Lord and Chris Miller cut. <laughs> yeah. This movie did, I did, that was a note of mine. I did have that in here that this movie made me want to see that version of Han Solo so bad because so far they did this movie and they've done Lego movie, right? Right. Which were both like, Lego movies I think is sneaky underrated. 21 and 22 Jump Street. Yeah, another one. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, these are all just like really interesting. They're like sort of kids movies, but they're kids movies with like another level to them, which I think is really the ideal Star Wars, right, is like a kid's movie with another level to it. We could have also done a breaking news on the fact that they just got um, cast or they just got hired to write um, The Martian, the, the author of The Martian. He has a new novel coming out about space Ooh. starring Ryan Gosling Ooh. about wow. an astronaut alone. Love it. Sign me up. That was a Gravity, Gravity 2.0? Maybe. Yeah, I'm I'm buying stock, buying that all the stock in those guys. But it, I yeah, I think it'd be their best movie. I liked it better than the other ones you mentioned. Yeah, I, I would think so. Yeah. Did they direct this too? I'm not sure. They were just involved. It did loosely attached. Yeah. It got, I mean, again, it brings us back to nemesis of the pod, Kathleen Kennedy, just making terrible <laughs> decisions here. Yeah, awful. Nemesis of the pod. I love that we have a nemesis. It's always good to pick like a big person as your nemesis because like you start associating yourself with them. We punch up. Here at Loose Concept, we punch up. Never punch down, yeah. only punch up. I, my only real... Well, I, I Brett mentioned earlier how... Kingpin fits in the car. It's just even in a cartoon movie, it seemed a little bit too far beyond the realm of possibility for the movie. But beyond that, my only other question was, where is Miles Morales getting the money to buy Jordan ones? Because I looked him up, Ooh, I saw did a little that. bit of internet research last night. Current going rate for a pair of Jordan ones that look like the ones that he wore, five hundred bucks. Oof. For a kid in high school whose parents are, you know, I think he's a middle school, right? Lower middle class. Oh, is that what it is? I think it's a middle school, but it's like a middle school boarding school or something. It might be high school. Yeah. Where's he getting the parents are middle class? Where's he getting the money for Jordans? Jordan ones. His uncle. That's why he likes his uncle so much. (laughs) His uncle buys him all this stuff. Yo, here's some Jordan ones. These look fresh. Don't worry. I was thinking about like speaking to the uncle and to the movie. Like the drama of the uncle dying in Miles' arms, like that's that's more drama than you're gonna see in like any Iron Man movie, yeah, any like, yeah, true, more serious Marvel movie. I thought it was 
something else. No, it's good. It gives it, yeah, it gives it stakes at a lot of these. I mean, this isn't technically an MCU movie, but it's still a Marvel movie, and it gives it some stakes that you know a lot of Marvel movie don't Marvel Marvel movies don't have because, um, yeah. But I mean, it's like they say in the movie that's sort of like a crucial part of every Spider-Man story, right? That they all have lost someone or something. But yep. Yeah, well, winding down here on Loose Concept, there's only one final question that must be asked before we finish out talking about our feature film of the week, and that is, is this movie in your top 20? Now, Levi, maybe you know, maybe you don't know, but every movie is in Rudy's top 20, and Sean has every movie in his top 50. So (laughs) the top 20 segment is always a little flexible, but uh, we'll start with you, Levi. Is this a top 20 for you? Yes, this movie is in my top 20, maybe my top 10. Um, Before we finish talking about this, I'd also like to give a special thanks to uh, Donald Glover for inspiring Miles Morales. Mm, Really? Yeah, it was an inspiration when he tweeted, I want to be Spider-Man or something like that. Really? Yeah. The character in and of itself. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. And then he later on played um, Aaron Davis Davis in the Homecoming, Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming. Interesting. 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 But then they don't He's they the don't man. tap them to, to voice it. That's interesting. So it's top top twenty for you, maybe top ten. Yes. Wow. Wow. Rudy, is it top twenty for you? I feel like the pressure's on to not make it top twenty. <laughs> um but no, I think it is top twenty. And I think uh in Marvel, like comic book movie, it's definitely like it might even be top five just because of how mm. Like it's so rewatchable too. On the second time around, and I had like I had seen it maybe six months ago. Watched it again this past week. It's just it hits the whole way. You know, I'm smiling through it. I'm laughing out loud. It's just you know still captivating. You pick up on so many new different things. It's got everything a great movie has, and uh, yeah, it's in there. Sean, top twenty, top thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I like Laying that. It down. Yeah, at least this is not top fifty. Top twenty is good. Top thirty. I, I would good. say though, it's it's similar to Rudy. I think it's in my top five uh, superhero movies. Probably like number one or t- probably number two. Dark Knight's probably number one. Yeah, superhero movie. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's in my top twenty overall. But it's definitely in. If we're just doing like all Marvel branded, and I mean, yeah, if you're even gonna make it broader to superhero, I think it might be like top five superhero movie. I thought it was genuinely very. Good in it. it so Surprise, good. Surprisingly lived up to every amount, every ounce of hype that Levi gave it. Because Levi, <laughs> you guys don't understand how much hype Levi has given this movie to me over the years. He's just constantly hyping this movie. So it had a, had a big mountain to climb and it climbed it. So very enjoyable movie. Recommend Bringing it, it full circle. Joe Rogan also strongly hyped this movie. <laughs> he did. And that, ladies On and gentlemen, ground. is how you end a podcast. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, to this full circle our first episode with a guest thanks to levi for joining us thanks for having me yeah thanks hopefully you'll uh, hopefully you'll be back sooner rather than later um yeah everybody make sure that you uh follow us on instagram you uh subscribe to the pod on apple or spotify or both if you're feeling generous and uh leave a review or a rating we don't know what those do but they we think they're good so <laughs> do that for us and uh before we go let's announce our movie for next week 
Rounding out week four of the magnificent May of Marvel movies and closing up this uh, special series of episodes we've been doing, we're talking next week on Loose Concept, we're talking the one and only Rudy. Drumroll, please. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. The Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi masterpiece? Yes, yes. I don't know. We'll find out next week. See you next week, guys. All right, bye, guys. Remember, above all things, keep it loose. Keep it loose. Keep it conceptual. That price on my head, was that dead or alive? Don't remember. Save your starship. Hey, I I have an idea. How about we get back to the important topics, like the fact that I almost had my face cut off by a Decepticon as a taxpayer would have lodged a complaint, as a matter of fact. You look gorgeous. No, I'm I'm simply saying that life uh finds a way. <laughs>